Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Hello! Uh, before this very, very special episode, we have just a quick introduction with some exciting thank yous and acknowledgements. This special episode is, as you probably see in the title, uh, an interview with the one, the only, Jason Marsden, uh, <laughs> about which we couldn't have been more excited. It was truly a joy to get to sit, uh, virtually sit down yes. <laughs> with Jason and talk through everything. You know Jason Marsden from uh, Boy Meets World, obviously, as Eric's best friend, Jason Marsden, uh, in the first few seasons, but you also have heard his voice in probably every other form of media you've ever engaged in, TV movies, video games, all of it. This Halloween, you'll listen to him once again as Thackeray Banks and Hocus Pocus. Uh, truly, just a great time and all around great guy to get to sit down and talk to. And some awesome people made it happen. Megan, give those great thank yous, please. So a huge thank you, first and foremost, obviously, to Jason for uh, sitting down with, well, virtually sitting down with us and chatting with us. Uh, we had such a great conversation. He was such a nice guy. Um, big thank you to Hillary, who you will often hear on the show. She actually helped us make this possible as she um, put us in touch with his assistant, Remy. Big thank you to Remy as well for corresponding with me. And uh, yeah. Enjoy the episode. Enjoy. As you'll hear, we got an exciting plug from Jason for his current series, The Mars Variety Show, on YouTube. You'll hear more about it in the episode and uh, take this opportunity now to encourage you to go after you listen to YouTube and look up The Mars Variety Show. Absolutely. Go check it out. Subscribe. Make sure to share it with all your friends. Here's Jason Marston. All right. I'm going to add him in. All right. <gasps> all right. I'm so nervous. Take a breath. Don't be a nerd. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Is this Megan and who is this? This is Skylar. Hi. Skylar and Megan. What's happening? Hello. Hey. How are hey, you? hey. I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. I'm Glad great. Glad to hear that. Excellent. Yeah. I won't speak for Megan. Megan, you can answer how you're doing. <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing great. I'm like meh, messing with Lynn's sound a little bit. Stuff. So yeah. That's yeah. absolutely right. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Well, hey, uh, we're so happy to have you uh, and and on here. Like I said, I'm Skylar, Megan. We're we co-host uh, this podcast, The Feeny Call, and uh, we are thrilled to have you on to chat a little Boy Meets World, a little general uh, nerd stuff, and some some plugging of some exciting uh, things from you. I believe. Yes, yes, yes. Please, please, and thank you. Whatever you need. Amazing. How's how's quarantine uh, ah. for you? You've been holding up all right. Oh my gosh! Right. Uh, that, I know it must have been a big hit to the to the convention business uh, and general fan stuff. Obviously, that that has hurt a lot. It's funny. It's like there, I was feeling a little bit burn burnout. I was traveling every weekend, uh, but to go from like you know a lot of travel to zero travel uh was was a was was crazy uh i i do miss it i i've been staying sane by staying productive that's what i've been telling everyone just you know i went through i went through the i don't know if you guys went through this as well just like the days of absorbing you know what's been going on you know not just pandemic but you know you know uh protests and riots and a lot of stuff that's still mm-hmm. still happening um feeling really despondent mm-hmm. lost uh, and ugly crying over when Hamilton mm-hmm. came out, uh, <laughs> watching yep. that over and over again. 
Uh, but ultimately, just good, man. Sure, how, about, sure. how about you guys? You guys, you guys were doing, you guys were doing this podcast even before the pandemic, I, I believe. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. We've been, uh, we've been doing this for a year. We're right in the middle of season three, actually. Um, well, I should say we're towards the end of season three, so we're actually at the Disney World episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have been doing this for a while. We are actually based in Chicago, so it's been kind of crazy with everything, just because we uh, are in a big city. Things sure. are closing left and right, and sure. um, that's gonna be sad. Yeah, it's definitely different than normal, just because Chicago, since we have such a, a long period of winter, yeah. summer is a, an exciting event for us, and we go crazy about it, and we haven't uh, been able to do any uh, of that. So sure, it's been, sure, sure. Oh my gosh, it is. It is like the one here. redeeming factor, the one reason to live in this city is like, oh, the summer's great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what is, I have to ask is that, I've been to I've been to Chicago a couple times. Both of them were at like New Year's, like dead of winter. What, mm. what, do, what do Chicagoans do uh, during the summer? Well, you get such like, such wonderfully casual weather. Like it's never oppressively hot. I grew up in Tennessee. Uh, and so it's, you know, you get like a real nice summer to spend every day at the lake. You get to do all kinds of water sports out on the beach, whatever you want to do over there. Nice. Uh, hanging out on the river, a lot of outdoor dining. Like, it's just such a great temperature. And then there's a huge festival scene all summer where every neighborhood right. has a festival every weekend for this, that, or another thing. And so there's just like never a lack of exciting outdoor festivities. Yep. Uh, They're still doing some movies, um, like drive-in movies, because typically we'll do like movies in the park. Um, mm-hmm. We'll do symphonies in the park, that kind of thing, and uh, can't mm-hmm. do any of that. So miss that gotcha, a lot. Gotcha. Um, I don't know yeah. if you guys know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Tennessee. I live in uh, Nashville. Uh, yeah, I read that. Read very, that last night. Very similar. Yeah, a lot of our, you know, of course, our, our local music holes are, are shuttered. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, everyone's switching to drive-ins and, and, uh, I just, I just read about, a, a, a our, our local CBD company is doing a, a, a wake and bake brunch and drive-in, <gasps> drive-in <laughs> and CBD products and, uh, some eggs, I guess. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Sounds great. I'm yeah. so jealous. <laughs> How long have you been in Nashville? I, I grew up in East Tennessee, but I went to school, uh, in, in Murfreesboro to Middle Tennessee. State. Yes. Um, so Love outside of Nashville. Yeah, yeah, that was I went to college there a few years back. All right, yeah, that's a groovy town over there. Um, uh, I have been here, I moved officially in 2013. Okay. And, uh, and haven't looked back. It's great. Yeah, no, Nashville's a great time. <laughs> that sounds great. I. Yeah. Uh, what inspired you to move to Nashville? Uh, well, I met a woman, and she was from uh, here. Yes. And uh, and. Uh, <laughs> The visits got, uh, you know, longer and longer. I'd come and visit her family uh, for for the holidays instead of mine. Uh, sorry, family. And, <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I just, you know, I thought I was going to live and die in Los Angeles. Like, my friends are there. My industry's there. But mm-hmm. I'd never been to Tennessee. I'd never been to Nashville. And there was something about it here. It was, it's, it's a little bit slower pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people, I feel, are authentic. Sometimes to a fault, though, uh, <laughs> and uh, and the music scene is is ridiculous. Like it wasn't it, mm-hmm. it wasn't just country like I had thought. It was there was so much more, and uh, and I just I fell in love with it. There was so many like weird like coincidental 
things, uh, vortexy kind of feels. And I don't know, I just felt like I just felt like I belonged here, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Sure. No, I think it's funny because uh, Ed Sheeran for like a few years basically just bought like lived in Nashville uh, kind of like low key after he had gone really big. And he was like, no, it's just my favorite city in the States to live in and just go to dive bars and yeah. hear random local musicians. Yes, <laughs> uh, yes, which yes. Is true. It's a great, diverse, incredible music scene. That's far more than just country. I have a yeah. lot of friends, or I should say, because kind of because of Skylar and my, my old roommate who actually introduced me in Skylar, I have quite a few friends in Tennessee, but I have not been since I have been 21. Uh-huh. So I would be, and I've been 21 for a few years now so um i'm excited <laughs> to go back and revisit nashville for sure yes well wait till everything opens because that's, uh, yeah. that's you know <laughs> we're 21 and you want to imbibe that's you gotta be you got is that is, is everything okay over there that's yeah that's skylar i think skylar you get, you, oh yeah no that's good <laughs> skylar, keep your sorry hands I up. Be... don't make any sudden movements do not antagonize <laughs> them no, absolutely. Uh, it's funny because I have these headphones on. I I didn't even hear it until you guys started mentioning it. And I was like, oh, that is coming from near me. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> you also just, I don't know, Mrs. Sad or otherwise, you just kind of start to get used to sirens, I guess, uh, at some uh, it point. sounds like Tennessee. Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's great. Well, you know, this, uh, I think, let's dive in a little bit. We, we Sorry with you. We got a few kind of Boy Meets World related questions. That is sure. the key focus of uh, the podcast. But then we'll definitely want to hear more about the Mars variety show towards the yes. end of this yes. dig it dig it dig it uh megan do you want to kick things off i just wanted my first uh question or i guess yeah question is more or less how did it go about that you got on the show because i know you've worked with michael jacobs in the past and he wrote this part for you so did he just approach you and he was like hey i'm making the show do you want to be in it for yeah a this while? is a fun this is a fun story so i i read from michael a few times uh, back when he was doing dinosaurs and, and all that stuff. And and uh, they did a, a, a sequel series to the Torkelsons called Almost Home. And I I, I read for that uh, opposite uh, Will Friedle, uh mm-hmm. mind you, and uh, sent his ass back to Connecticut in defeat. <laughs> uh, and, uh, Amazing. So I did a season of that. And then uh, unfortunately, we didn't we didn't last too long. And then uh, Boy Meets World came. And uh, and then I uh, I read for the role of Eric. I got real close. It was down between me and Will. And I thought, you know, I can't do this to this guy again. I'm just gonna uh-huh. bow out. <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. I tried my damnedest, but Will obviously was uh-huh. the, uh, the the best the best choice. Um, and uh, and I would uh, I would sort of find myself in the Disney lot. And I would go over and visit the set. I remember they were shooting the pilot. I think, you know what? When they did the pilot, they had a different guy playing Eric, I think. Um, but I remember being mm-hmm. on set um, and, uh, and then talking to Will and hanging out. And, uh, and then they got, they got picked up to series. And I was already working on another TV series um, with Tom Arnold called Tom. And in the middle of that, they asked if I was available to, to they wrote this part for me to play uh, uh, Will's friend. And, uh, and I couldn't do it because uh, our schedules were the same, uh, mm. were very similar. Like our, our Tom, we rehearsed on Monday. Uh, we shot on, uh, did our audience show on Thursday. And, uh, and then that was it for the week. Uh, luckily, Boy Meets World, they shot on Monday. They, were, they, they 
they were they rehearsed on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, shot on Thursday and Friday, and they uh, they had got this other kid, and they decided you know last minute they trusted me. This is a big choice on their part. They they asked like, well, you know, if you usually want the actors to be here all week, but can you come in like just on the day and and do it? Wow. So that first episode, the one with uh, Kathy Ireland, uh, I, mm-hmm. I showed up like that afternoon. I came in early and worked on the blocking and, and did the whole thing, and and uh, and that's how it came about. Wow. Yeah. So how how many of your episodes were you single day on set? Were the, were all of yours done that way, or up until? No, no, no. Once, uh, no, Tom was done, <laughs> and then uh, I, I, I was, I was available to do, uh, to, to do it proper, like you know, come in, got it, <laughs> table reads, and all that stuff. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. And you liked, wow. obviously, you liked working with Michael Jacobs since you came back and did it multiple times. Oh, very much. I mean, he's a character and a half, and uh, mm-hmm. he gives the, uh, the, the his note sessions are the best. He's like you sit there. It's like this old Jewish grandfather yelling at you oh. a little bit. <laughs> you what's, what, you know, what's funny? What's funny? What's not funny? But I mean, like I learned a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. from him. He's, he, he knows he knows uh, TV comedy. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that it's a funny story as well. How you ended up using your real name on the show? How did you? Wanna... What did you hear? How did you? What? How did you hear it? I just heard that um, Bill Daniels was going to call you by your name, and and they were just like, should we that should we do it? That's just leave it, just like that. Um, I'm sure, obviously, that's been a very um, bastardized version of the story, but that's the that's my Reader's Digest uh, version yes. of what I read. <laughs> yeah, you're very close. It's not even like that that interesting. Like the 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 writers came up to me and said, you know, Feeney has to say your last name. Do you we think it'd be funny if we just say your real last name? Do you care? And I'm like, no, I think that'd be hilarious. <laughs> but, so that was it. Simple as that. Yeah. So Jason Marsden. Uh, like Jason Marsden. There you go. Right, right. I'm curious about, so you and Will were duking it out in auditions, it sounds like. Is that where you guys met and became friends from the get-go? Was it like seeing each other in the chair next to you in the in the room over and over, or was there something else that built you guys into your, your friendship? It was, it was definitely at the inception. I mean, I, I really, I liked him at the, at the beginning, even though it was competition. Um, I, I recognized like this kid's funny. He's, he's, uh, uh, I knew that they, they would fly him in from Connecticut. I knew that he had something going on. Um, and it was never like, a a, a rivalry, uh, but, uh, but Will will tell the story that, um, the, the day after we went to network, the day, the, the evening after network, that's the last, that's like the last audition where you go and you, and you, you do your dance for everybody in mm-hmm. the, the network and the producers. Um, I had already found out that I didn't book it. And I, they, they told my agent told me who did. And just, just by coincidence, I'm walking, my, my, my friends are taking me to Universal Studios, Hollywood to cheer me up. And I'm walking up this, like, like to get to Universal, you have to go up this, you can go two ways. One of the ways is like this mm-hmm. super steep hill off Lancashire and just again by coincidence they, they put Will up at the at the hotel right there and I'm walking up he's walking towards me I see him I turn to my friends and I go hey look there's the prick who stole my job <laughs> and uh, and we were and then we shook hands and uh, it was him and his dad and we were we, we were friends ever ever since 
That's great. I mean, wow. the chemistry between the two of you on the show, you can definitely tell that you have bantered before. You can, I mean, it's just, you guys look so flawless together on screen. It's such a fun friendship, even though I think Jason is kind of, you know, an enabler, but that's fine. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, I was going to say it's funny. Any of our <laughs> listeners will know that Megan and I are not big fans of the character Jason and that he is consistently pulling Eric into the worst uh <laughs> situation <Sure. laughs> you know eric's always like uh i don't know and then it, jason just pushes him over the edge every time for it um so we we've consistently <laughs> shit on the character <laughs> on this podcast but are but are big fans of the work obviously <laughs> oh my goodness yes the comedic time just that. the two of you the scenes with the two of you the comedic timing is just absolutely brilliant um we often say that Eric is like the best character on the show as far as like the over all the seven seasons. So I think, yeah. and I think Jason really brings something to that as well. Do you think um, if you had continued to be on the show, I guess we can, we can kind of start with what, why you weren't or why you didn't continue on the show. And then obviously if you were on the show, where do you think Jason would have gone? Cause obviously Eric moves in. I'm not sure if you saw the rest of the show or if you were a fan of the show, but uh, Eric moves in with uh, Jack and mm -hmm. they kind of create that friendship that I think was originally created between mm -hmm. Jason and Eric. So um, where do you think, uh, yeah, I guess, where do you think Jason would have gone if he had stayed on the show? It's a really good question. I have no idea. I mean, maybe, uh, <laughs> I mean, like, like you said, like, like he was, he was an enabler. Like I, I, I think uh, first off, like I have absolutely zero idea to this day why I wasn't brought back to the show. Mm. Um, uh, never got a, a solid answer. And, uh, and what's funny is I was on the set all the time. Anyway, like I would come, I would finish whatever show I was doing. And I'd come and I'd mm -hmm. visit Will and I'd be on the set. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, the, the only thing that really hurts is that the se the series finale, when they had everyone come back to do cameos, um, mm. they didn't ask me and I was there. <laughs> so I was oh like, no. <laughs> oh no. Oh, that sounds yeah. so painful. <laughs> um, so as, as far as, I, I don't know, he wasn't really developed enough. I don't think it would have been, I think it would have been too silly to, to have two kind of wacky airheaded guys together. <laughs> I think bringing in Matt, mm -hmm. Matt Lawrence was the, was probably the way they wanted to go. It was, a, it was the better, mm -hmm. the better team. I feel, I guess, I mean, I don't know. Um, I, 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 as I, as I kept playing the role, I, I would often take every chance I got to make sure that, that Jason hit on Eric's mom. So maybe there would be something there. <laughs> oh, that was you. They were like, this is, this is continuing to get too inappropriate. We really got to write this kid out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You might have shot yourself in the foot with that one. I know. Maybe, maybe oh, it was Betsy. Funny. I should ask Betsy. Maybe she. Maybe I made. <laughs> maybe she yeah. asked for you to get gone. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, really can everybody please get rid of this kid? Yeah. yeah. Keeps on hitting on me. <laughs> really feels like it's getting too real. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I, was, I had a theory. I was wondering. You know, I was curious and kind of theorizing like why why did they stop writing and, and inviting him back? And I was like, well, you know, he gets this recurring role on Step by Step, becomes the voice of Max, like all these things start to kind of stack up to a point that was like, oh, maybe they, maybe he was just more unavailable, but it sounds like that that was really not the case. No, I so remember much. specifically uh, my agent talking to them 
and uh, and I don't know what I really don't know what went what went down. I, I, I he either asked hmm. for too much money or more money or something. Um, hmm. uh, but uh, I I definitely would have I would love to have played a little bit more um, or had any or you know any sort of explanation. Because like yeah, I said, yeah. I was there, and Michael, I would see Michael, and he's like, "We're gonna put you in a number of, number of episodes," and then, he, and then he'd walk away, and it never happened. So, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. I don't, someone over there just didn't like, me. didn't like me. I mean, honestly, like there was a period in my life in my career where I was an arrogant little shit, you know. So <laughs> it's possible that that my reputation got to me. I don't know. I don't know. Sure, 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 sure. You're in your twenties. Wow. You think you're you're hot stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. that's something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Could be. <laughs> Who knows? Well, you know, it's not. Uh, it's suffice it to say, it clearly didn't uh, get in your way too much from <laughs> continuing to work. So, arrogance no, or otherwise. Very, I, was, I was very fortunate. Very, very fortunate. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. Oh, go ahead. Uh, breezing, breezing down the, the you know the cruising IMDb real quick. You just you think you know so much about when when you've heard or seen a person, and you just continue to discover more and more. Um, and for me, like a big discovery with some of your recent work, two things that like flipped in my brain last night. I was like, oh shit, he voiced some things for Korra. He voiced some things for Skyrim. Those were two things that I spent an inordinate amount of time watching and playing and have literally never connected to you in any way. Right on, uh, right on. It just keeps going. It's crazy. Are you one of the millions that's revisiting uh, Avatar on, uh, on I, Netflix? I am amongst millions i've been pressuring megan she's never watched it and it was important when i was a kid i watched it like that was you know as it was airing i was knee deep into that and loving every minute minute of it and so yeah i've been revisiting and pressuring every one of my other adult friends that never had anything to do with it as a child to to start now you know it's funny i had never seen it before i think i watched like a half an episode once and um when it dropped on netflix my son was here i was like let's check it out and i i'm addicted i love it it's so good Megan, it's so, so good. It's like it's I, that's, <laughs> really good stories. The animation is sick. The action sequences are really well done. It it reminds it, me of something I would have binged, you know, hardcore when I was, uh, you know, in my in my early teens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, no, I'm not gonna watch it. It's been weeks of me pressuring her. <laughs> my roommates just finished watching it and they watched Legend of Korra as well. Um, and they got a puppy and named her Korra. Unrelated, but it's, it's all around me. So I feel like these are the signs. I keep seeing signs. And now Jason Marsden has told me I have to do it. So now I have to do it. There you go. Sorry, Skylar. Uh, okay, listen, I don't care who gets you to the, to the end of the race as long as someone does. Skylar, if you need me to uh, like, like check in on her every week or so to make sure she's all do it. All right. I'll yeah, you're going to get pop quizzes uh, yeah. from Jason. Oh, pop quizzes? Oh, my God. I'm not a good testing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just – and the things – what Skylar was saying, the things kind of keep hitting me as I'm looking through your – or as I was looking through your IMDb list earlier because – um, someone's in my apartment, we're big Disney fans in my apartment. Someone earlier said something about Lion King and I was like, oh my God, he was Kovu. Oh my God. I was like, I, I why do I, that Do you have strangers living brain. in your apartment? No. <laughs> no. One of my roommates, one what? of the two of them said of that, something uh, about Lion King. And I was like, oh my God, Kovu. Per- yes, Kovu, yeah. <laughs> Hot Topic Simba. Yeah. As my, as my All uh, right, Hot Topic Simba. Simba. <laughs> no, that's, that's the way. I 
you know, amid the pandemic, uh, I, I lost some work. And so I've secured some work nannying to kind of put things, uh, you know, keep keep something going. And the kids that I'm nannying right now are like crazy into the Lion Guard and anything Lion King. It's like, oh, nice, nice. eat, drink, sleep, live that shit. And, you know, and I was big into Lion King when I was younger, obviously, as any any self-respecting child who lived through the 90s was. And um, but, you know, all this other media with it now. And they have all these other character names now from the like Lion Guard and other things that I don't recognize. And then one of the six year old knows like all the actor names too. And so she threw your name out at some point. And I was like, oh shit, ah, no way. That's, <laughs> that's great. Cool, great. No that's idea. great. <laughs> uh, she knows all these names, has no idea what anyone looks like. All she knows is that like when she sure. like either asks the Alexa to play a song, it like says the <laughs> artist name, or when she like looks up the show name and sees like a cat. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, do we lose him? I think we might. Well, we didn't permanently, but he might have cut out for a second. Okay. Hey, it's your show now. What are you going to do? <gasps> Amazing. <laughs> I, I'm drunk with power. I did. I am not kidding. Oh, we might. Oh, there he is. I'm, I'm not back. kidding, though. Right. I, I told my roommates um, I was talking to you. And actually, one of my roommates played. He was in the college program at Disney, and he actually played Goofy. So it was like near and dear to his heart. And I kind of mentioned that I was talking to you and I, I was like, I, I know we're supposed to be talking about Boy Meets World, but I just want to talk about a goofy movie well, the whole time. <laughs> tell him make sure he pays his rent on time and don't put empty containers back in the fridge. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Two big things. That's it. That's Those are very important things as a roommate. That's very You know what? I, I do have a, a Boy Meets World question to swing things back for a minute. One more on my list here that I'm very curious about. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm First, I guess my leading into this, did you happen to follow uh, in any capacity what they did with Girl Meets World with the with the reboot or I guess the continuation there um, that Disney Channel threw only, together? A few years ago? Only from a peripheral uh, standpoint. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think you're in good company with with that answer. Um, and my, my curiosity is mostly about Will's like bringing, like when they brought Will back to be on that with, with his character and this, the plays with squirrel plays Mm -hmm. with squirrels, uh, persona. Mm -hmm. And I, am just curious to hear, I mean, since I, and more so since I know you and Will are are so close, uh, based on, on what you've said and everything did, just your take on on that and that like you know they return to this and he this here's this tremendous tour de force of talent with you know this seven seasons of of stuff to go on and they like latch on to this single episode from season six of the show and like that's it that's his entire future uh is that what they did because i really don't much uh yeah Yeah. okay so there's there's like the whole plays with squirrels thing that like will does the plays with squirrels thing yes that's basically girl meets world it comes back and like that's that's all that's he does? Everything. Uh, <laughs> more that's or less. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, so that's what I was. I mean, he right, runs well, then, for local well, government, then. so they have that. He does. He, he runs for local government. Uh, I remember hearing that. Here, I remember yeah. he was telling me that. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, I know it was, it was, and I don't want to speak for the other guys, but I know that, like, when mm-hmm. the, the discovery of Girl Meets World was very, uh, was very intense, um, but that was all between them and, and Michael and, and, uh, and I didn't have anything to, to do with that, right, but I know, sure. I know it, it opened opportunities for, for Ryder and his brother to direct. And I know Will got the opportunity to write a bunch of episodes, which is what he really wanted to do. Cause he excels at that. He's a very talented writer. He writes for animation and, uh, uh, 
and and I know he wrote for television. That's what he wants to do. So, uh, you know, it, mm-hmm. it was probably it was probably a good exchange. Like, hey, you know, you want me to do this? Let me do this. That's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. How it went down. I don't think I knew that. I don't think I knew that Will had written. So I knew that writer yeah. and his brother did, did directing on that. I don't think I knew that Will had done writing on that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he wrote. Um, and I think I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here, but I'm pretty sure he wrote a Teen Titans Go episode. I know he wrote for Thundercats because he wrote an episode. He wrote for he wrote an, a role for me um in that but he's uh, that's his thing he's a uh, he's stupidly talented uh writer uh and uh, mm-hmm. that's that's probably where we'll see more of him doing stuff mm-hmm. like that amazing yeah yeah when when was the last time your face was in a series uh you know that was the other thing too i was like when was the last time i've seen his actual human face in a TV series or movie. I feel like it's only been your voice for so, so long. Oh, thank you for caring. I, uh, <laughs> I, I can't remember either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of like, uh, like I've done like, oh, like right. short films and stuff here and there and like, like guest spots and, and stuff, but everything went, uh, I don't know. I just went exclusively voiceover for a really long time. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's what you prefer, or that's just what happened? It's just what happened. Like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm test, I'm making pasta, so I'm testing it. You know how you test the pasta to make sure it's good? <laughs> yes. No yes. Yeah, okay. I have a quick story. I was yeah. at my boyfriend's. This was when we would first started dating, and I yeah. threw a piece of pasta onto his cabinet, and he looked at me like I had eight heads. He was like, "What the <laughs> fuck are you doing?" I was like, "That's how you test pasta." He was like, "I've never seen that before." Anyway, yes, I know how you test pasta. All right, well, I, I disagree with you on that. I, I'm of the opinion you test pasta by, like, just eating a piece of the pasta. But it's so hot. That's, well, to, uh, to, to be fair, that's what I did. I tasted it, but I also know about the throwing it on the wall and making it stick thing. Uh, so bo- you're both the, right. It's makeup, you guys. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. The, the only reference I have of anyone who ever actually throws pasta at the wall is like in the odd, and you know, Neil Simon's the odd couple. When, yes, like, the whole exactly. <laughs> that's, that's like all I know. I've never actually met a person who does it. I've just seen like a thousand high school students perform it as like a yeah. duet act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did I interrupt? Um, Who's talking? <laughs> no, I don't know. I, 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 I was curious while we're, we're talking about voice acting versus the, the face acting. And when I, when I mentioned to my fiance that we were doing this, uh, she immediately brought up in, in Hocus Pocus how you are the voice for, for Thackeray and, or, uh, and then they dub over uh, uh, Sean, Murray. His name? Sean Murray. Yes, they dub over Sean Murray with your voice. And I feel like there's a lot of things that have circulated, circulated on the internet and why and whatnot. I'm curious, like, why didn't they just use you for those scenes well, it's, instead it's, of John Murray if they were going to dub it? Movies cost a lot of money, and it was mm. much cheaper to just sit me behind a microphone than put me in the outfit and set up cameras mm. and get a crew together and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So um, the the decision to replace Sean was well into post production after they they shot and. Uh, and, um, you know, I've never talked to Sean about this. Um, I don't know what, what the reasoning exactly was either. I know, I know that they, that Sean was using his own voice at the, at the inception. And mm-hmm. after the, uh, went into post-production, people were like, you know, the cat is supposed to be 300 years old from like colonial Salem. Uh, <laughs> he, he should have a little more old world sound, not such a valley kind of sound. 
mm-hmm. so I don't know if, if, if they asked John to try it and it didn't work. Um, but there was an audition that, that happened and that's, uh, and, and that's how I got, that's how I got it. And of, and of course I, in booking the job, I had to not just loop the, uh, the cat, the cat was already mostly animated as well. Um, I had to uh, loop him as well. Mm-hmm. That's I. I didn't. I don't think I knew that it was uh, like an entire post-production uh, job for you either. I didn't. I don't think I realized that. Oh yeah, the movie was like pretty much done. Um, the the cat was <laughs> mostly animated. Uh, that, that's mm-hmm. what, it was. It was frustrating because I had to ma- like I had to match his rhythms. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the only thing that's that's tricky about ADR is like you're you're locked into a performance timing right. line. Do you yeah. feel like more people ask you more about Hocus Pocus now that it's kind of a cult classic and it's really taken off than when it actually came out? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it came <laughs> out was in 1994, 93 in July. Yeah, yeah. Yes. it was like a garbage release. No one cared. <laughs> yeah, no one cared. And then year after year. Um, because it's just like, it's like the perfect, like it's synonymous with Halloween. It's got all the Halloween Mm. feels, the colors, the looks and everything. Um, and we're such a Halloween culture. I know I'm a big Halloween fan. Mm Um, uh, I remember, uh, living in LA when you, when you would drive from LA to Disneyland, there was a, a a big Halloween store. It was open 365 days a year. It was the only one of its kind at the time. Now, now there are, there are Halloween shops year round uh, in many cities um uh but i'm not surprised that people have uh, embraced it. it and it is it is trippy that people are watching hocus pocus like you or i would watch a christmas story or it's a wonderful life every year it's like it's a it's a staple it's, it's crazy i'm curious to know a little bit about if the if you have any um boy meets world or or other 90s sitcom onset stories relating to I, specifically i'd love to know if there's a bill daniels story at all but i know he kind of <laughs> kept to himself as best as he could on that set uh yeah. based on autobiography um but i'd love to know if you have any great you know big 90s sitcom star kind of discussions either from boy meets world uh would be great but otherwise either from step by step maybe or anything else um here's one of my favorite boy meets world memories um Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake Sennett, who it was him and Ethan Suplee who played the bullies. I can't remember the bullies' names. Uh, um, Joey and Frankie. Joey and Frankie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Joey and Frankie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Blake uh, started a band at around that time with uh, with another friend of ours named Jenny Lewis, and and uh, I don't know if you if you're familiar. Uh, Jenny yeah. Lewis is a very popular. Uh, uh, I don't want. I don't want to say indie. I think she's bigger than indie now, but um, she's a very, uh, very talented musician. But they would, they would do, uh, they would try out some songs for us. Oh, hold on. Here's my ride, you guys. Sorry. <laughs> hey, what's your name? <laughs> hey, I'm doing a podcast. <clears throat> you guys never stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love, love being a, a voice actor who does most of his work right. at home and you right. live right next to a train station. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. that's really convenient for you. <laughs> um, all right. I think, can you, are they gone? Is it gone? I, yeah, I think we're good. I don't hear the train. Oh, yeah, anymore. yeah, we're good. Okay. Um, so, yeah, my favorite memories would be going hanging out in Blake's trailer and he and Jenny would be trying out songs for us. And then that turned into a band called Rilo Kylie. Uh, and we would all go see them uh, perform live, and then uh, 
they got bigger and bigger. And now Jenny is like, you know, I've seen her play at the Ryman Auditorium here. I've seen her play festivals and stuff. So it's, it's really, it was really cool seeing the inception of that. Mm-hmm. Um, just from a bunch of, you know, a bunch of knucklehead actors hanging out on, on, a, on set. Yeah. 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 That's, That's awesome. awesome. What'd you say they were called? Rilo, Rilo Kylie. Ed- Rilo Kylie was the early, uh, the early band. Yeah. Got it. I think it's pronounced Kylo Ren, um, but I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, that was before before Kylo Ren. That's what they named the sure. character after. Yeah, they they paid them a bunch of money for that one, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it'd be great for them if it were true. I'm sure they would have gotten a, a nice Lucasfilm payout. Uh, yeah, exactly. For yeah. <laughs> hey, we're bringing the band back together, you guys. <laughs> did yeah, it evolve yeah. into another band, or did they just? break up unfortunately i don't know i don't know the the details of, of anything breaking up but i but i think just they just evolved you know uh, mm. jenny is a, a very gifted singer songwriter absolutely um i don't know since living here in nashville i can tell you that the it seems to me that the music industry is a lot more shrewd than the tv and film industry mm. a little bit more cutthroat um uh, a little heavier so uh I, in my imagination that you know Someone's watching, listening to Rilo Kylie, glomming on to Jenny, seeing how they can make her big and, and, and running with that. Perhaps, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I have no idea. Yeah, that's probably true. It's, yeah. is it, I'm, it's sure, I'm sure it's very interesting to go from like LA where it's so acting focused and you're a TV star, you're a film star, and then going to Nashville where it's all like just music. I'm sure that was a big flip but you're fortunately right next to atlanta which is really nice uh yes which uh which is great for dragon con i yeah and i and i think that's it um (laughs) uh, what i loved and and like i mentioned earlier like just just everyone was a little bit more authentic here the art scene was a little bit more vibrant a little bit more real like i i'm i'm seeing artists like pour their guts out on stage for like maybe six people in the audience and they're not even like paying attention, like in these dive bars, like people who deserve bigger platforms to, uh, to perform. And there is, there's a, there's more than just music. There's like comedy. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a quickly growing uh, stand up comedy scene here. There is an acting scene here. There's a voiceover scene here. Like there's a whole voiceover group that I belong to. Wow. Like Nashville is, is very there. They support each other. Um, especially in the arts. And I feel in contrast to Los Angeles, people here are, are more apt to, to, to play and, 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 and try new things, uh, which is why we mentioned earlier, like the Mars Variety Show like became, became a thing. So that I have access to all this great talent here that, that are yeah, you know, yeah, mostly, yeah. mostly yeses, you know? What a totally mm-hmm. great and unplanned segue. Tell us about the Mars Variety Amazing. Show. Amazing. I would oh, love to hear all about it. I was just about to. <laughs> you guys leading? I had no idea. No, um, actually, we were. <laughs> just uh, yes. No, no, that's uh, great. Yes, yes, yes. Please, uh, for your listeners, uh, if, if you're wondering, hey, you, you said you missed my face. Well, here's how you can see it. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I launched a TV, TV series on YouTube called The Mars Variety Show. And it's inspired by the variety shows of the 60s and 70s, like Laughing, like Hee Haw, like stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when you guys are watching Boy Meets World, this is the stuff your parents wish was on television. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, it, and it's like I said before, like it celebrates the independent musician, 
the independent comedian, independent alt performer, like circus performer, poet, uh, artist, and uh, and I and I host, and it's in sort of like a like a non-linear, randomized program of uh, curation of of just I call it a relentless good time. It's like mm-hmm. I have a theme each week, and we kind of dance around the theme, and then it's just like sketch and music and dance and funny and provocative and and more music and then maybe a little message and uh and a nice nice tightly knit package that you can see on youtube i would love it if your listeners went to youtube after they listen to the podcast of course go to youtube (laughs) find uh, type in mars presents and then please uh if you can please subscribe and like and share and do all the all those things yeah, that sounds like a great time. I mean, especially, you know, given quarantine and, and anything else, it sounds like a wonderful dive into some eclectic entertainment, uh, you know, because that's something I always I was there at the beginning of this. It's like, great. Oh, there's all these theaters that are putting out this incredible, uh, you know, drama for for free, like the National Theater Live stuff. Or yes. you've got all these other incredible artists putting these out. And it almost became overwhelming where I was like, oh, I don't even know which one I should watch tonight or like where I should give my attention. I know I'm feeling burnt out from one of too many things. And so it sounds like a really awesome synthesizing of like a bunch of different of those kinds of wonderful quarantine entertainments. Uh, yeah, how has that affected, how's quarantine affected your, your variety show filming and distributing? Well, I mean, it's, it's the, it's the reason why I did it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I, oh, I right, used to right, do right. this show, uh, I used to do it live in venues, and and mm-hmm. I, I had been pitching right. it as a TV series because my background's television, and I put together a package and I was chopping it around a little bit, and uh, I even shot a pilot for it uh, a couple years ago, and uh, when the pandemic hit, I was like, well, you know, I think people will be more forgiving of the quality if I do it this way. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, it's completely self-produced. You know, I shoot everything myself. I ask for submissions from my friends, you know, the artists that you see, and there are, there's, there's musicians, they're, they're all, they're mostly unknown. They're indie, uh, but they're people I think who have prowess, who I think have real talent that I, that should be introduced to people in, you know, in Chicago and in Thailand. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, a friend in Thailand who, who listens. I have, you know, people in Australia. It's like this, this platform introduces like the, 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 the divey bar scene, you know, the open mic crowd to, you know, a greater, a greater audience. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so COVID like, so- well, like the short answer is like COVID the, the, the reason we're doing it is because of COVID. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now that's great. I, I guess I got my, my wires a little confused. I knew you were shopping this sort of thing for uh, cons and, and things like that beforehand, but yes, the, yes, the YouTube series well. is yeah. COVID. I understand yeah, now. Great. Yeah, yeah, no, episode, that's very cool. Every episode can be translated to the stage. It's like it's it's just mm. uh, it's just about curating curation, and it's it's uh, it's one of my one of my superpowers, and uh, and I and I love it. And I love uh, I love you know I'm not a musician, uh, but I love mm. hanging around musicians. I love hanging around with people much more talented than me, and, and <laughs> showing them off. You know, I'm, I'm much better at showing other people off than myself. Mm. Yes, I did watch uh, the last episode today, and it was just so just so fun it's one of those things where you can kind of watch it and you don't have to like you know you can just sit back and enjoy some real talent and i i forget her name but the one who stuck out to me the most was the girl who was singing about keeping your mask on and i was like i want this song as a ringtone (laughs) on my phone i just want to walk around chicago and play it as loudly as i can she's 
unbelievably talented, and that that's, song is so that's good. That's the lovely Heidi Burson. She's got like some Aretha Franklin like pipes, man. Yes, she's incredible. And I mean, she's just like you know all these all these all these musicians are just chomping at the bit because they can't go perform at their places. So I'm, I'm thankfully they're they're very generous with their uh, with their with their with their art and sharing it with me like that. But yeah, did you, did you, did you buy the whole, uh, backdrop Acme backdrop company fiasco? Did, that did, was, it was good. I, I really, did, I loved, I think my favorite part was definitely when you were like, you took like a, like a water gun to it and you took like a knife and you're trying, and then eventually the end is just you flipping it off and you're just like, fuck this. And I'm like, that's, that was I, good. That was great. You know how much, so many, so to, to like pre-advertise for that episode, I posted like a fake letter from the Acme Backdrop Company. Yes. On my Instagram, and do you know how many people thought that was real? Oh no. I felt so bad. <laughs> people were like messaging me like, "That's bullshit. They can't do that. What do you need? Anything I can do to help?" And people were, were, were rallying to help me, and I was like, oh "My gosh, it was it was." I, I thought I was making it completely obviously fake. Um, but uh, it, it worked. It got people to uh, to watch the show. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That was the person. It was fulfilled. Uh, so yeah. there you go. Yeah, I could tell it was fake because that big pink font and like the, the way it was set up, I definitely have done a resume like that when I was like 19 or 20, something yeah. like that. I wrote my resume in like that same like format. You use the uh, same the template on pages. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I was like, I recognize that. That's not real. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's that was my right on. Yeah, thank feel. you for watching the show. Now you don't have to watch Avatar. Oh wow! <laughs> You've been forgiven. You got your out. Skylar would disagree with you, but uh, I mean, I am, uh, you know, one or the other. I don't know that they like meet the same thing in you spiritually, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, they definitely fill up different buckets, both equally important. Yes. There you go. There you go. Very true. Well, I have one more question personally, Megan. I don't know what else is, is in your kind of reservoir there. Um, I'm curious to know anybody who, who's listening that wants to kind of get into the world of voice acting specifically. I'd, I'd love any, your, your like hot list of things to consider when considering a career in voiceover, voice acting, voice work, et cetera. Absolutely. All right. Dig it. Okay. Anyone listening right now who wants to be a voice actor, if you're, if you can do like impressions and cartoon voices and, and all this sort of stuff, that's great. But can you perform in those voices? The misconception is that people think, oh, I can do funny voices. I can do, you know, Homer Simpson. I can do uh, 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 Christopher Walken. Uh, everyone says I, at work I should be in the voice actor. That's great, but you have to be able to perform. So make sure, if you're considering a career in voiceover, that you are taking acting classes, you are taking scene study, you are taking improv, and because uh, the voice is secondary, okay? Um, I highly recommend you go to uh, my fellow voice actor, D. Bradley Baker's website. I think his website, I think he, he made a whole like immersive, I think it's called You Want to Be a Voice Actor. Hold on, let me see if I can find it so I can give you the exact thing. But he, <laughs> as a voice actor, he's gotten this question so many times. He's just like, fuck it, I'm making a whole website that gives you all <laughs> yeah. the information That's about nice. it. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see, D... 
Baker. D. Bradley Baker. You guys want to riff while I'm typing? Or you can just cut the show. Sure. Do it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was oh like, yeah, we'll uh, you know, uh, I here it is. Yeah, right. You got to improv, Megan. You got to improv. It was not my strong suit in college. <laughs> yeah, you guys are good at this. Okay, it's it's I, I all one word. I want to be a voice actor dot com. That's again. I want to be a voice actor dot com. Check that out. Read it. It has everything you need to know. Every question that I've gotten, every answer I've given, mm -hmm. D has covered it all. So look there, Amazing. and then definitely. You know, look, you know, wherever city you are, you know, find a theater company. There's even there's even like even in Tennessee here, there's a there's a workout group that does does it through Zoom. So you can't let COVID uh, be an excuse, you know, get out there and, and get those acting chops. And then and then we'll see uh, where the voice comes in. Amazing. That's great. That's great advice, I think. Yeah, yeah absolutely. The damn right it is. I've been doing this for 30 years. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and and that that advice will cost you uh, how much an hour? Right. Yeah. It, it'll cost. Uh, you have to binge my my web series. That's what you have to. There do. you go. And you got subscribe. it. You got to got to binge fun. the web series for that kind of advice. Absolutely. Yes, please, please. Got to get to a thousand have so you, that you can. Have you found a? Right. Has the YouTube like platform uh, been? I don't know any any sort of a bitch. I feel like I hear a lot of people bitch about having to go through YouTube the way it is now as a, you know, as a creator. I, I, on it. I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely late in the game uh, for sure. It's my mm -hmm. first time like really focusing on YouTube. I love my platform is Instagram. I love Instagram. It's just like compact. It's easy. I communicate mm -hmm. uh, on there the most. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but you know, so far so good. I mean, there's a little, they did, they did flag an episode for like, um, you know, uh, for fair use, uh, like they flagged a couple of songs, but uh, but I know for a fact that I have permission to use those songs. So my buddy who's helping me is taking care of that. Um, but yeah, so far, so far, so cool. good. We'll see. You know, I mean, if I could, good. YouTube just seemed to be like the 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 most make the most sense to uh to launch right. the show. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely. I'm very excited to go on and check some more of that out uh, in the, you know, in the very near future here. And I hope that all of our, our listeners do as well and drive up your numbers to some degree. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're already, already working absolutely. on a second season. I'm just going to keep going. Oh, oh great. That was, that sounds gonna, awesome. Actually, that was my last question too, is, uh, if you were going to continue into a second season. So absolutely, absolutely. Now that I, now that I have it, you know, I, I, I have a, I have a sort of a template and, and to how to move forward and make it a little bit easier, a little streamlined. Because like the last couple of weeks I just spent, I was way behind. Because, you know, with, with with any sort of podcast or YouTube, like you guys know, like it's you have to have continuous content. Otherwise, you're going to lose your audience. Yes. Um, so mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that I released a new episode every week, every week on Clockwork. Um, and so the last couple of weeks was just like scrambling to get uh, you know, submissions in and edit it together. And, mm -hmm. and some of the stuff I was doing, that was the toughest, like the, my bits, I had no idea what I was doing until like last minute. Uh, but now I have people who are offering to help. I have some comedy writers who are going to help me punch things up. Um, and, uh, and some donations are coming in. So I, I think the, the next season will be a little bit, a little bit easier. It'll be a little, you know, as usual, it would be a little bit bigger and better. That's very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that is very exciting. Well, I, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Now Now that I've watched <laughs> some of the last one, I'm excited for the new one to come out. Yay, thank you. Yeah. 
Very, very thrilling. Well, Jason, if there's anything else you want to plug, uh, we don't want to take up too much more of your time here, if, you know, and cutting into your uh, exciting pasta dinner. Uh, <laughs> I'm mixing it up right, right now. I'm like, oh. I got, I made some, some pesto from like, oh, uh, here's what's been new about COVID. I've learned to do so much shit that I've never done before. I've made mayonnaise <laughs> on my own. I've what? never, like, I'm never buying mayonnaise again. Wow. Yeah, it's it's stupid easy. I can tell you how to do it right now. Okay, you ready? Egg, yes. mustard powder, uh, yeah. uh, uh, vinegar, and oil. That's it. A little bit of salt. That's it. The you secret just mix is it all together. You mix it. You mix everything together except the oil. You put everything in the food processor, and as the food processor is going, you got to pour the oil in like painstakingly slow. And then all of a sudden, the chemical reaction from everything, it turns it white. It gets it, like, thicker. And then you've got, you've got mayonnaise. I'm never buying mayonnaise again. Oh, my so, God. And is it better than – obviously, it's got to be better than store-bought. It's better. It's, like, a, it's like $8 cheaper than store-bought. Well, that's true. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, like, hoity-toity. Yeah, you know, I get, like, like avocado oil uh, <laughs> mayonnaise. But now yeah, yeah, yeah. just get the, avocado oil and you, and you do it that way. I make uh, I've made mm -hmm. sourdough bread. I've made cake. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> and now I'm growing yeah. up uh, basil, so I'm make I've made pesto, and that's what I'll be diving into. Yes, I'm growing basil yeah. as well, and cilantro, and parsley, and I named them all. I call them my ladies, and they are thriving in COVID. <laughs> Lovely. So I'm glad something is. So you don't have that <laughs> that gene that makes uh, cilantro taste like soap, then. No, surprisingly enough, I, I do not. I have enjoyed. So it's like not my favorite thing, but it does not taste like soap to me. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Mm -hmm. That yeah. is such a strange thing. I've often wondered if I have that or not, because like I tolerate cilantro, but I don't seem to hate it the way certain people do. So I, I just, you know, I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll go over to Megan's and hang out with one of her ladies and see and how it works just out. Just kind of take a, yeah. a good idea. Just yes. like, well, this homemade mayonnaise recipe. The whole thing. Right, just chomping on it. Yeah. I think our homemade mayo is probably the best thing our listeners are going to get out of this entire episode now. So they're going to have what? to stay for the No, app. no. The best thing is the Mars Variety <laughs> Show. No, no, no. Of course. Please go online, guys. Thank you so much to Jason. Please go online and check out the Mars Variety Show on YouTube. It's very, very exciting stuff, and we couldn't have been more happy to talk with you today, Jason. Really, Absolutely. it's been amazing. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Feeny Call Podcast, and appreciate all the Boy Meets World fans and, and lovers and, and listeners, and appreciate you guys. Please stay safe and sanitized. Yes. You yes, as well. you as well. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Reach out anytime. Right. Amazing. Thank you so much and best of luck with season two. Yes, Thanks. absolutely. We'll be watching. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you once again to Jason Marsden. Hope you enjoy the episode. Class dismissed.